Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to My Mind on Sports. Empty house tonight. Uh, it, <laughs> definitely. So we got an empty house, but which is not the normal. good thing is no, it's not normal at all. The good thing is we have a lot of content. I don't know how we about to get through this content, but damn it, we have a lot of content. So and bear it's with just us. Tavia and myself. Bear with us tonight. Now, ain't no bear. Like, we, we about to have fun. <laughs> hit us up on Twitter. Hit me up on Twitter. Third Nation, if you want to talk about whatever you want to talk about, hit me up. Third Nation. 3RD Nation. If you don't know how to spell that, please don't hit me up. <laughs> Tavia, what's your, what's your Twitter? You can hit me on Twitter. Tavia Baby. T-A-V-I-B-A-B-I. It's very simple. Straightforward. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's very simple. You spell baby with eyes. Yeah, uh, it yeah. rhymes. T-A-V-I-B-A-B-I. I thought about it, you know. No. Just now? No. It's been there for years. I've never changed it. Okay, okay, okay. So you thought about it before. You was like, hey, I rise with I, so we about to It works like perfectly. That. Works perfectly. Exactly. Right. Uh tell you real quick. Um you watch Family Guy? Of course. Word. Who what's doesn't your, watch Family Guy? Or what what's your episode? The it's gotta be the classic when um Stewie tried to kill Brian. That's my favorite one. Well not try to kill Brian, but I'm trying to think which one it, is that when Stewie ended, ended up getting killed by uh, Lois? No, that's when Stewie kept saying, "You got my money." Oh, so that's the best you got one. my oh yeah. So that, he didn't try to kill Brian. He he just dogged he, he him. No pun him. intended. <laughs> like didn't he pistol whip him in that? Like like yeah, Suge he, did he, in a uh, uh, Straight Outta Compton. Yeah. He pretty oh much messed wow, up. that's probably my favorite one. Wow. So my one of my favorite episodes is the uh, you remember the uh, the bird the word? Oh, of course. When it, it was so annoying. <laughs> It was so annoying, like but it was, yeah, it was this one scene though. It, it was the one scene where Stewie and Brian took the record that Peter got kids, um, records are like CDs that we had back in the day. Kids CDs are little, <laughs> little like compact discs. Yes. Music. Yes. Okay. It's, we, we didn't always have iTunes and Spotify, which I used to play that intro to play that last <laughs> song. Nevertheless, they took the record, right? And then they just started going ham on it. They just broke it. They took baseball bats and it was, you know, they had the, uh, the G funk playing in the background. They were stomping on it and just broke it to pieces. Right. And then they just walked off like G's. <laughs> you want to know why I brought why I brought that up? I'm, I'm, I'm sure wondering. you're dying to know. I would love to know. I'm sure you're dying to know. So the NFL, or excuse me, ESPN dropped a report today. Um, and in that report, let me go to it so I can credit the author. I know it was a joint project by. Uh, you say ESPN outside the lines, right? Yeah, it's 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 um it's a joint project by Outside the Lines and somebody else. Uh but nevertheless, um they released a report this morning, dropped when at Don Van Nata Jr. and Seth Wickersham of ESPN. Okay. Um they dropped that report. It's a long investigative report linking Deflategate and Roger Goodell's handling of Deflategate to Spygate. Um, everybody knows the, inf the infamous Spygate, which is why we think the Patriots are, we just inherently think that they're cheaters. Like, even when this 
even when it first arose, like we first seen the headline, Patriots may have deflated the balls after the the AFC Championship game. But rumor is, dot dot dot. We just immediately thought, okay, Patriots back to their cheating ways, and we thought about that. We jumped to that conclusion because of the 2007 season. Everybody remembers that long season, that record-breaking season where they went on that, um, what was it, 18-0 undefeated streak, right? Because the Super Bowl would have made it 19. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, 16 right. games, divisional, AFC. Okay, yeah, 18-0. Um, and they they shattered pretty much every record possible. Randy Moss broke Jerry Rice, touchdown record, or and, and all of that, right? Um one of the big stories to come out of that season was Bill Belichick taping the Jets' hand. Um, Bill Belichick's having his assistant tape the the uh, the Jets' um, hand signals and calls to their to their players while they're on the field. Um, so this ESPN report goes back at that, examines not only that, but they find. Some more of the findings were, um, what else did, did they find with that? So, so they looked at that, right? Mm-hmm. They looked at that game, that season. Um, they found that the Patriots recorded more games. And the source said at least 40 games from 2000 through 2007. Right. So seven years worth of games. That's a lot of games. Yeah, that's, that's a whole lot of, lot of damn games. A <laughs> whole lot of tape. Um, and a matter of fact, that the tape itself even details that or not the tape but the report itself even details that all the tape and all the the other evidence that i'm about to tell you it was stored in like a secret room in a patriots facility that only bill belichick and a couple other people had access to right so the patriots (laughs) so the patriots has seven years worth of film they stole the play sheets they would have and this is why we we were discussing right before the show. They the Patriots would have um, some of their lower level employees like dressed in Patriots dot com the their media production. Mm-hmm. Um, they were actually they were actual staff members that didn't have a damn thing to do with the media production. They were dressed in Kraft dot com from like Robert Kraft's company and Patriots dot com uh, production gear, and they would sit on the sidelines and videotape these play like videotape the the, the hand signals they will okay. sneak into the hotel rooms yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's going too far now they will sneak into the hotel rooms and steal their play calling sheets and it got to the point where some teams even like some teams that were that were aware of this even set out like bogus play sheets for the patriots to steal right so it was like it was like a known secret that this is what they did. Like it was on some real cartoonish um, Wild E. Coyote. Like I'm just gonna dress. Family guy. Yeah, I'm gonna dress it. Yeah, this. It, but here, here's the thing. Oh, and they would. How's this for a disguise? Speaking of Wild E. Coyote, they would take their Patriot logo stuff and hide the logo, or take their Patriot sweater and flip it inside out, because that's not suspicious. That's not going to make people <laughs> want to ask a bunch of questions. And they will proceed to go into the rooms, or whatever the case may be, um, to, steal, to steal the play calling sheets. And <laughs> I think one of the most telling things that the, that the ESPN report had is that Roger Goodell, 
in an effort to all right so let me give you a better timeline i believe it was that so the patriots played the jets um roger goodell it was like the a couple of days afterwards roger goodell called up bill belichick they had a conference belichick told them that you know it was more games like yes we we did that um not not admitting to the play calling sheets just admitted to taping the um taping the hand signals Uh so belichick said yeah we did that and you know we have some more games and whatnot roger goodell sent nfl personnel down to the patriots facility right Bill Belichick showed them the room, like his secret layer that I imagine he has to like pull a bookshelf, like he has to pull a book out of uh, a bookshelf. <laughs> so, the door, and, so the door turn around? Yeah, so the door, the, the bookshelf can slide through or he plays a, a certain key on the piano, like a secret wall moves or something. And Bill Belichick showed, showed them that room and they called Roger Goodell on the phone. It's like, yeah, we have play sheets here we have seven years worth of film there and you know what belichick's response or excuse me you know what goodell's response to that was what was that cool okay that's nice to destroy the evidence not just like destroy the evidence like stop on them there to stop like literally stop that's that's what they that's what they use like that's what's making the headlines right now we want you to stop like destroy it, stop on it, shred the the papers, stop on the film, right? You got to you got to think, you got to keep in mind. Like a lot of these are on cassettes, kids. Cassettes are. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. Just, yeah, never like a lot of, a lot of this is like VHS, right? Um, so yeah, like that that was his that was his that was game his plan because here's the thing: the NFL was under investigation by Congress at that point. Right. And they didn't want like any of that evidence, because if Congress would have called them in, then they would have had to to um, they would have had to to give their testimony under oath. And that could have a damage effect, a damaging effect on the league. So what did that do? So what did they do? Dog, we got to kill this evidence. We got to 86 this. Right. <laughs> so that like that's why I brought in Family Guy, because that that scene immediately came to mind. If you Google right now. Family Guy burns the word, or Stewie and Brian destroying the the <laughs> records. <other>. Yeah, destroying <laughs> each other too, but destroying the records. You you get you get the visual that pops into my mind with them both stomping on and heel toeing all up on the all up on the damn records, taking a baseball bat to the records, and get this. Afterwards, the article says that no, no, not the article. Uh, one of the guys that wrote that he. Um, he was on Mike and Mike earlier before Roger Goodell had came on. And he said that after they were ordered to stomp it and after they, they did like stomp it and destroy all the tapes and whatnot, they left it, they left it there for one of the, the Patriots in-house lawyers to clean it up. I like, dog, how rude is that? Like you just going to stop all my <laughs> stuff and then leave it in. And like, don't even clean it up. And, and leave a lawyer to clean it up. Like, look, man, I went to law school, right? You I have, I have friends, many friends that are lawyers. There is nothing more upsetting than somebody thinking, a lawyer thinking, Man, I ain't go to law school for this. Spend all my money. Spend all, you know how much debt I'm in? You have me up here cleaning? Or you have me up here doing this? Like, whatever this is. Like, I know a whole lot of lawyers. They was like, Man, I ain't go to law school for this. Like, that right there makes you mad. 
Dog, that way theory makes you mad, but that that's your commissioner. That's a good deal for you. This is just all so much. It's just like to go back from that to now this deflate gate. It's a it's a soap opera on paper. Yeah, I mean, so. But here, so here's the thing. So he covered that up from Congress. He gave Belichick, uh, Belichick the $500,000 fine, and he stripped the Patriots of their first draft, yeah, of their um, first round draft pick. Right? He did that all within a matter of days. And the reason why he's taken so many months, like the Flake game went on in January, right? Like the AFC Championship game was in early January. January, professional speaker, January. <laughs> Um, so it's it's nine months. We're nine months in a game right now. And the main reason, and right now it's in litigation, or it's just they're appealing it. Um, the main reason why it's taking so long is because he went so easy on them before, and I mean easy as in terms of the investigation, not necessarily, um, not not necessarily what the penalty was, but the investigatory ma- manner in which they arrived at the penalty. It was like in a matter of two days where he came down with the, with the investigation. He had some of those owners upset, like, yo, what's, mm-hmm. what's going on right now? Like, we feel, we feel cheated. We feel slighted. And if you're Roger Goodell, like, look, man, you have 31 bosses and you covering up for one. Now, that, that goes to show you, like, what his relationship was with Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, um, because Robert Kraft is on the compensation committee, so Robert Kraft like has a big say so in how much Goodell gets paid, right? Mm-hmm. But essentially, dog, you have thirty-one owners. Like they all have a say so in if you have a job or not. Like Robert uh, Robert Kraft may have a say so in like your your actual compensation, but they could get you up out of here, dog. So you have to matter. you have to please them. So what do he do this time around? Like he's thinking, like yo, I ain't trying to get up out of here. I ain't trying to get up out of here. He tried to go. He tried to. I mean, as he was just saying, reading the report a little bit now, you know, they're saying that the Flake Gate is a makeup for Spygate, which it kind of all comes down to what it sounds exactly. like. Exactly. Um, exactly, and it's like, look, Goodell. Either if you are looking at this, you would notice Goodell either has zero or a hundred. <laughs> zero to one, real quick. No, 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 not even that. He has <laughs> zero or a hundred. Like he's either stalling or it's Zoom traffic ticket, mm-hmm. right? Like matter of fact, not even traffic ticket because you won't be able to catch me. That's the, that is his two gears: zero, a hundred. Spygate, zero. The this right gate? here, <laughs> the flate gate, a hundred. You you go back to Ray Rice last year. This time last year was two game suspension, zero. After the public outcry, a hundred. You ain't playing no more games. But see, that's all what I was season. thinking though, because I was just, that's the first thing that popped up my head when I heard about the destroying of the tapes and everything. When it goes back to the whole Ray Wright situation, I don't care what anybody at ESPN says. Roger Goodell saw that tape before everybody else saw. I don't care what anybody said. There's no way that somebody didn't see that tape. Right. I mean, but- so to come out after the tape was, you know played in, in front of everybody to say, oh, we had no idea this tape existed. We never saw it. He probably stopped and thought about it. He probably wanted to destroy it back then, but he was like, I can't do that again because you see what happened the last time I destroyed some tape. So let's just try to hide it and act like we didn't know about it. That, that's actually a good observation. I, I never really thought about that. But um, 
also he couldn't really destroy the Ray Rice tape because not like there is one copy of it. Like wherever sure. wherever he got it from, like TMZ had it first. So I I highly doubt that TMZ is just going to give Roger Goodell their only copy that they have and say here Roger Goodell that has lost uh what was it back then like the last three and that has botched um uh, was. What was the Saint scandal? Uh, the the, the bounty gate, there yeah, it like bounty, yeah, yeah. I here, here you go, stuff. uncredible commissioner. Here's our only tape that we want you to have, and it's like, nah, I don't think business really works like that. But see, the crazy thing to me about that is being the NFL and being a billion dollar entity. There's no way to me working there. Your first instinct should have been go to the hotel, like as like as soon as you find out about it, go to the hotel, get these tapes erase them whatever if you don't want everybody else to get them like you know that especially when you saw how big of a media storm it was once it finally came out that it even happened before you even saw the video of it you should know the ramifications that's going to come after this you know to your league I don't think they did enough to quote unquote handle the situation correctly even though who knows what the correct handling of the situation would have been well, not nah, like they. I mean, which situation? Like, like I said, right There's now, so it's, many either, of them. it's it's either zero or a hundred. Like you're not handling any of the situations correctly. If those are your only two gears, those are only if those are your only two approaches um, for any kind of penalty. Like either you take it too lightly or you take it so severe that Greg Hardy or Ray Rice, somebody who knocks his his uh, fiance unconscious, becomes a martyr. Like now you have the public on Ray Rice side because you are messing up somebody else's due process. Like you aren't playing fair. Do you know how bad you have to be at doing something like at protecting somebody, at protecting your industry? If we are siding with Ray Rice, like if if we are siding with, if we are siding with like the salacious video because I, because I, I, I don't think that you could dispute. Like it's not it, in America. Like it doesn't really take too much for us to side with somebody who's accused of like doing horrible things to women. Like that's pretty much how America gets down. Like Floyd Mayweather is like Floyd Mayweather. Like yeah, like the list goes on. You still have people defending Bill Cosby and mm-hmm. like so adamant about that. So it doesn't like the general misogyny and disrespect that we have towards women. It doesn't necessarily um, preclude us from siding with a character like Ray Rice or what way what Ray Rice did let me not say the character because I really don't know the man I don't know if that's his character but certainly what he did at that point right but like yo in order for you to mess that up for us to like jump on his side like dog you gotta be just straight losing it man but I think he's starting to realize that because I know I did hear that he's willing to forego some of his um rights or whatever you want to call it as far as disciplining you know people in the league he's saying he has so much other things to worry about other things as far as the league keeping owners happy stuff like that that he's willing to forego some of the responsibility of delegating out discipline to different people and it's kind of like the kid that got picked on for so long they're like i don't want to play anymore that's kind of what it sounds like it's like yeah, I played in like the last five games and everybody said I suck. So I think I'm not going to play anymore. That's what it kind of sounds like to me. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. Even with him delegating, well, first of all, he did that. Um, 
he delegated that duty to uh, who? I can't think of the former cornerback's name that is I think in I charge. Mean, I, I can see uh, him. In my, I can see him, but I, I know you're talking about. Cause I remember seeing him on ESPN talking about it. Yeah, it was a while ago, but yeah. Yeah, I think it was a former Bills player, cornerback. Name starts with a V. Anyways, I, I mean, I have my computer right here. I could look it up, but I'm busy talking. So <laughs> I just remember like, that proves he, that I can't he was a guy that um, was going over one of the plays, trying to figure out if they was going to find somebody during a game last year. Escaping me, I can't remember what it is either. Why you type though? <laughs> You're gonna type and pull that up. Um, but yeah, you know, like I don't, I don't know how much longer Adele has. And Troy Vincent. Uh, there, yeah, there, that's there you him. go. There you go. Like, I, 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 it was sitting like right on the tip of my tongue. Why do people say that? Sitting on the tip of my tongue. That sounds so odd. Anyways, um, anyways, Troy Vincent was in charge of disciplining, but the problem is that Roger Goodell is still over that. And Roger and it, the appeal still goes to Roger Goodell, mm-hmm. and Roger Goodell is unwilling to go to a neutral arbitrator. So if you're unwilling to go to a neutral arbitrator, of course every decision that you that you make is going to be overturned in court. Like when you look at when you look at uh, Judge Berman's decision on Friday, like one of the things that, that he's saying is like, look, you're not you're not in line with the CBA, what you're doing, like the whole conduct detrimental to the league, which is like the most punitive, like the most severe, um, uh, the most severe thing that you could get charged as a player under the CBA. Like you're, you're, what you're doing is you're applying at, you're applying that too broadly. So you are taking advantage of, you're exploiting the powers that you have, which is what Goodell has been known to do. Um, and like another thing, like when you look at, when you look at like the hypocrisy in this article, um, not not that the article itself is uh, hypocritical, but the hypocrisy that it it, that it essentially accuses Goodell of. It's that okay? So, two thousand seven, right? Or yeah, two thousand seven. Goodell sends his henchman in and stomps out the stomps out the records, right? Fast forward, <laughs> July, record. I... Yeah. I'm sorry, you said records. Go yeah, ahead. my bad, my bad. Fast forward, July, this July, I wake up to news that NFL, Tom Brady has destroyed his cell phone. And the NFL is criticizing him. Like, the the NFL is just, uh, like, it's straight lambasting him because of he decides not to cooperate in the investigation and destroy the cell phone when that's something that you did like you destroyed you destroyed the tape so you wouldn't have to cooperate in an investigation so how hypocritical is that goodell because technically he was just following you know what you did <laughs> like yeah like sure you could say that like really like how crit how hypocritical is that like the whole like even there was uh, even rumors that Tom Brady was willing to settle for uh, one game suspension mm-hmm. for not cooperating with the NFL during this investigation. Wanna, but he didn't want to take any um, admit. He didn't want to admit to anything. Like he didn't want to take the blame. Like he didn't want to say that I did this. But of for the the sake of the league, the sake of all the lawyers and going back and forth to court and Jesus Christ, all the fans, because I know everybody's tired of hearing about this. Because yeah. I am. It's not. It's not. Um, in. He was like, I. I'm willing to take a one-game suspension or whatever, but Goodell didn't want that. So it kind of goes back to what you were saying about 
it's kind of like a makeup call for Deflate Gate. It was like, no, we're gonna go zero to a hundred, like you said. It's like, no, we're not gonna take this one game. You're gonna take all four of these games, and he's not taking four games. Not even you, taking one. <laughs> I mean, why would you? Why would I mean? It's been it's been <clears throat> nine months. Like somebody, you know, a baby was conceived <laughs> during that AFC Championship <laughs> game. It has been born now, like literally, a baby was conceived and born by the time, like during this entire ordeal, during this entire process. Like two by the time it's all the way. Oh, yeah, Tom Brady's gonna be retired by then. (laughs) Tom Brady, the ultimate middle finger to the NFL is Tom Brady retiring after this season. While it's, still on, while it's still on the peel. Like, I but, don't even care. <laughs> but, <laughs> but Goodell showed up on Mike and Mike today, right? And Goodell showed up, and what he did was say that, yo, I haven't read the report because, you know, the report just came out this morning. He was on radio this morning, mm-hmm. so he haven't had time. It's a pretty lengthy report. It's a really good report, really thorough, though. Uh, so he says that, yo, I have not read the report, um, but I can say that there is no connection between Spygate and Deflategate. Which, to say that there is no connection, like, the worst case scenario is that he's lying. Like, that's, that's, a worst, that's, a worst case, that's the worst case scenario is that he's lying. Somehow, someway, through another um, investigative report, we find out that we just have the ultimate liar as commissioner. Okay. That's the worst case scenario, right? Best case scenario is that this is a terrible coincidence of punitive happenstance, and you, th- th- this is something that the NFL just cannot afford. Like you can't afford this if you're the if you're the 31 owners of the NFL, because this shows that yo, our commissioner is so un- is so incompetent. Because if this is some type of terrible coincidence, then what does that say? Like, what does it say about the NFL's image? Once again, that you either punish so slight, so little, and this is extreme. Like we just we have the we have the Ray Rice example. You either punish so slight, so little with the two games, or we're doing the extreme and just you're not gonna play football, you're not gonna be reinstated, and you're gonna have to take this trial. Yeah. Or you're gonna have to take it to a to a to an arbitrator. And then, like, it happened again with Adrian Peterson. And now it's happening, it's happening again with Tom Brady. And who's next? Like, yo, this, <laughs> you can't really, as the face of your company, you can't afford this. Like, you can't afford, in, in business, when you're, like, when billions of dollars are on the line? Nah, man, you, you cannot afford happenstance. Like, everything has to be strategized. Everything has to be planned out. And if you... If you have an image that looks like incompetence, that looks like happenstance, then it's like, yo, we got to get this cat up out of here. Because the thing, the reason why they love him, first of all, like he's an NFL lifer. He grew up in the, in the organization. Mm-hmm. But secondly, he makes them a lot of money. But how much money are you making them if their image is this? Like in the long run. You're making him a lot of money. That's why his, his salary, at least for uh, like uh, a couple of years ago, um, was 44 mil, right? So you're making them the money, but in the long run, in the future, how far can this go? 
if this is the image of like people want their brand to be trustworthy. Mm -hmm. People want their brand to be admired. Pre people want their brand and their model to be em to be emulated because you have 31 billionaires and those 31 billionaires got the money to buy the football team because they like they didn't they didn't do it off of incompetence like as much as i like to talk about dan snyder and trust me lord knows i love to talk about <laughs> dan snyder like he does like he gets no easy road around here like as much as i like to talk about cats like that like yo he the man was a billionaire by age what 31 32 mm, i'm trying like he's self-made yeah i'm trying to <laughs> i'm trying to like he's self-made Right. You don't get to that position by having a brand that's shaky and unreliable. You don't get to that position by uh, by incompetence and having the face of your organization as incompetent. So like this right here is another it's it's just another dent in the NFL shield in the NFL's armor that Roger Goodell has vowed to protect. And I'm not sure how long it is before that armor falls. But like Mark Cuban says, it's all going to fall one day because a brand like that um, is not going to last forever. But we will take a short break and we will be right back after my man Boosie sing to you. <laughs> Maybe the next time 
never be with you until I'm through. Oh yes I do. I'd never be with you until I die. We'll fly away. I just love that smiling face in the red sun. If I can't have you to myself, then life's no fun. interesting that came across my ESPN um, earlier before I came into the show. In NBA news, the playoff seating has officially been changed. And the crazy thing to me about it is, is a lot of times when they change rules like this, they don't do it in the upcoming season. They'll, you know, let the season continue to go on and then they'll start it next year. The thing with this is they're actually starting this for the 2015-2016 season. So instead of in the playoffs, you know, if you win your division, you are no, no worse than a four seed coming out of your respective conferences. Now, going forward, playoff seeding is strictly based on wins and losses. Of course, everybody heard all the hoopla about last year where Portland did win their division but had considerably more losses than a couple of other teams Spurs, I believe, had more wins and less losses than they did and whatever. So they got home court advantage, stuff like that. So it has now officially been changed. They uh, voted on it today. It's been ruled. It's going to happen, um, which leaves the difference, which leaves people thinking, what's the point of having divisions now if you're not going to really be the division winner and you're not going to win anything for it? What's really the point? So the only other thing I could think of of being a point of having divisions now is going to be the tiebreakers are now, instead of going off of if you won your division or not, it's still going to be solely based off of head-to-head, how many games you win against this opponent. And if it's a tie that way, then they're going to go to who won their division. So I guess there's still a point of having them. 
but it's a little it's going to be different um rule changes are happening every day especially in the nba and the nfl um kind of interesting i think it's weird that it's going to happen this year you know i don't i think it's a little weird just because they're not giving i mean not really. Let They're not giving anybody time to yeah to, to kind of adjust it, to it. But I mean, I, guess I mean, but it's not like a playing. Started. But it's not like a, a right. playing rule. Like it's not an end game rule that somebody needs to adjust you for. You never know because they're like, if we win our division, we good. That's all we. What if so, that's so, all they so worried you th- about? <laughs> so you think they should have? So you think they should have uh, made that rule pre-draft then? So I mean, people I can like think, draft around because I, I really don't see like a real difference in like the the planning or the scheme of it this is true i'm just being playing devil's advocate like i always do i just think you know like rules for a league a billion dollar entity should be set in stone before you know you go on into the season regardless of what the rule may be once again it doesn't really matter because the rule is actually going to take effect this year it's no point it's probably really not even going to change that much because most of the teams that win their division are already going to have a really, really good winning record. It is going to be a little bit tougher in the West, of course, because it's, it's the wild, wild West out there, which is why all of the scrutiny came to be about with Portland. But I'm pretty sure Portland won't be there this year, so I don't think oh, I have no. anything to worry about there. No, 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 no. <laughs> but the Kings will. Um, so, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know what? As a Sacramento fan, I cannot wait. Even if it's dysfunctional, I cannot wait. Here's the thing. Have you ever – people have crazy people in their family, right? Of course. You ever seen – like you, you got like an uncle or, or an auntie that have like a dysfunctional relationship, but you just love to hear them arguing? Yeah. Like they love the hell out of each other, but they just be bickering about something. Like it's just so entertaining to watch. Like, yeah, I love my city. I love my team. Shout out to the 916. Oh, but this this season right here is going to be magical. Like this, I'm going to need to buy a season tickets. I live in D.C. I'm going to need to buy a season tickets. Fly out of every game. Rudy Gay, Boogie, a man named Boogie, a grown man named Boogie. <laughs> Rudy Gay, a grown man named Boogie, George Carl, and they just picked up my man from uh, – uh, why can't I think of anybody's name right I now? I don't know, because I don't know who you're talking about. I'm sorry. He just played overseas. Like He was a college player not too long ago. I mean, he was like a... Uh, uh, yeah. But go ahead. Like, yeah. It, it's it's going to be wild. It is going to be wild. Oh, and Rondo. Uh, I, I I was going to say that, but I, I, I don't know if you want to say it. Oh, and Rondo. My Yeah, we'll goodness. see if Rondo can, can, can come back, you know, after leaving Dallas so soon. Yeah, you we know how s- that went. Leaving the middle of the playoffs, I guess. Yeah. See, this is going to be <clears throat> lovely. Like I, I, I can't think of anywhere else I would rather be. Oh yeah, I forgot we had George, uh, Steph Curry. I forgot that. Seth. Seth. Yeah. Seth. Make sure you we say Seth. Have, we definitely <laughs> don't have Steph. We, def- we definitely don't have Steph. Make sure you say Seth. I feel like I got a list when I say Seth. Like, <laughs> I feel like it's a strong Seth. You gotta say Seth, like S E T H, guys. Don't, don't get. They look alike a little bit. Not it's uh, Seth. Like I feel like I have a lisp. Like uh, there's a girl that I went to college with, right? Um, I went to junior college with her. 
before I transferred, and she had a real bad lisp. <laughs> and I used to try to get her to say suffering succotash <laughs> for, for like two years while I was in JUCO. And then when I was in grad school, she had called me up for my birthday and said it. Like, yo, that must have been a highlight. I love people with lisp. That, that, that was like the best birthday gift ever. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty okay, much. Okay, okay. Yeah, as somebody that, that typically uh, points out those things <laughs> and laugh with you, with you, my people. Not laughing at you. with you. Not at you. Because I I have my own stuff that I, I'm willing to be vulnerable. Uh, see, like that right there. I can't talk. <laughs> I cannot talk. We all have those moments. It's okay. You know what? Something just dawned on me. I told y'all to uh, hit me up on Twitter, and I haven't checked Twitter at all. Good, because nobody has hit me up yet. <laughs> so it's got yeah, yeah. It's kind of like yeah, just just text me later. And uh, I'm nowhere by my phone. I just don't feel like responding. And I got to make up some lie about uh, while I haven't had Twitter up. But yeah, I, I'm glad that you guys haven't hit me up yet because um, then I would have been ignoring you, kind of sorta, because we just been out here talking. Just getting it in. Yeah, just getting it in. Getting it in. Oh, maybe I should play too short. I was thinking about the song that I should play <laughs> afterwards. When you said oh, that. Oh, we- gosh. <laughs> last, Lord. Last topic of the day. Interesting. Last topic of the day. Fox Sports. Mike Piera wants high school students or high school football team suspended for vicious hit on the official. <sighs> Tavia, you seen this? Um, I, I just, well, not not this particular article, but have you seen the video? I haven't seen the actual video. I've, I've read the articles and, you know, I can kind of draw a conclusion from it. Um, as far as suspending the whole team, I mean, the whole team didn't do it, first of all, first and foremost. Um, well, this is, it's, this is the knee-jerk sports society exactly. that we live in where we want to have an emotional response for everything. But see, the thing, the thing that gets me is, whether you want to admit it or not, or whether you want to see it as that or not, they are kids. They're still kids. They're going to do dumb stuff. They're going to do dumb stuff all the way up to college. They pro- they still do dumb stuff in the NFL. They always I do dumb stuff now. Exactly. So, I mean, I, mean, I don't do that now, but I, I do dumb stuff. like eh. At the same time, from what I've read, you know, the students are saying the ref directed a racial slur at them. Yeah. And, and you've seen in past. Um, I always remember Marcus Smart just because um, when the guy the, the, the game, incident and him shoving the you, fan, you know, yeah. those type of things, especially with everything that's going on in the world right now, if you have a darker skin tone than other people, it, it gets a little touchy. And them being kids, they don't really know how to handle it. Adults don't know how to handle it. At times, and and I know right. So right now, this is a it's it's a thin line to tread because I don't want to excuse their behavior because it's absolutely it's absolutely uh, reprehensible what they did. Kind of funny still, but absolutely reprehensible. Um, it the is. thing, it, yeah, like, thing, a, like you, it, can, you can't a, do it's that. A, it's definitely a thin line because it's like one side of me. I'm like, it's okay. I got three sides of me really. One side is like what you is don't it? really know what happened. Okay, this, I'm sorry that that it confused me I for know, a second. I kinda, instead of that, two that's sides, like I got three sides. Yeah, it confused because I interpreted it like similar <laughs> to what I interpret people saying like, well, the first half, then the second half, then the third half, and I'm like, what? what? Yeah, it's okay. Like I, that. I forgot you can have multiple sides. You know, the, all right, so the I passed. Side, I did pass geometry. The first side is kind of like nobody is ever really going to be able to know what happened that night. 
You know what I'm saying? Like we're always going to be sitting here drawing conclusions. Like, did he say it? Did he not say it? Well, they're they're He's, under investigation right now, so they're going to, and you know, kids unless are. A, unless somebody had a mic on, that's the only thing. That's the only. Re, that's what I, only thing I mean about that. Yes, they're going to do an investigation. They probably will come up with what what actually happened. But it's always that little gray area that you never really know. Like you can never know concrete what some, if something actually happened. So that's one side of it. The other side of it is if he did say it. I'm the first person to say, I, I will always tell you, if you can say it, I hope you can back it up. Don't say nothing you can't back up. If he said it, you need to be ready and willing for whatever comes after that. that that's just how I feel about that. And then on the other side, you know, young men, especially young black men, especially have to be able to control their tempers because it's only getting worse out here. You know, like, yes, it's a small incident where it's a football game, and but it's in Texas. It's a football game in Texas. You know, it's... it's, it's and those Texans ex- exercise their Second Amendment pretty liberally. Exactly. So you might want to chill. So, no, mm-hmm. go ahead, I'm done. No, I, I, I absolutely understand you. Um, the thing is, all right, so I'm not going to... All right, so two things. One, I really don't... Um, it's really not in me to entertain the what ifs and, you know, well, if he did say that, like, yeah, like it sounds really convenient, but I mean, but it also sounds like it could be true. Like, I don't want to, exactly. I don't want to dismiss it either way. That's what I mean, um, exactly. It sounds like it could be a convenient excuse, but it sounds, it also sounds like it could be true. <laughs> um, here's the thing. If in fact it is true, I don't know how I would have responded as a player. And I grew up playing football. I, I really don't know how I would have res- responded as a player. Um, hitting the old man in his back though, like that's a little, eh, yeah. And, and it's a little bit overboard. I was, I mean, and yeah, then yeah. it's kind of like from what I've read, it kind of like they like they set it up, like they premeditated it. Like, all oh, right, yeah. he said this like last quarter. It wasn't like a knee jerk reaction, like you said this, and I just got mad and got in your face and pushed you and all this other stuff. It was kind of like, oh yeah, he said this last quarter, so I told the assistant coach what he said, and the assistant coach was like, y'all need to make him pay. So I was like, all right, next quarter when he turn around. You hit him in the back, and then I'm gonna hit him in the front. So it kind it kind of sound bad there. That that that's definitely bad. Yeah, I think because there's like enough cooling time for deliberation and premeditation. That's um, where it gets sticky. Yeah, shout out to all the all my legal scholars. <laughs> I, just I, I watched all order, y'all. so that's all I know. <laughs> okay, I, I just threw that out for y'all. But because there was a, enough cooling time to to deliberate and and kind of plan that is. Um, more reprehensible than it would have been just caught in the moment. Because just caught in the moment, you could just blame it on emotion, like mm-hmm. just juvenile emotion, and young people Adrenaline. just not be, being able to... Control to, to, Yeah, right, to be able to be stabilized. Um, but, you know, even... Even if that, whether or not it is emotion or not, like these are still human beings with working minds, and like, yeah, you 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 can't it can't be that like you can't do that. Now with Mike, I don't know what the hell Fox is doing. Um, I'm, I'm I'm gonna say that right now. I, I really don't know what the hell Fox is doing um, with Mike Piera talking about suspending the whole team. I don't know how that's going to resolve anything, and I also don't know what is going to resolve anything like he he just wants them to go to jail and i guess by the truest definition of word that is battery like that that is what it is like it is battery if we're going to speak legally about it but it's like i'm not willing it makes me really uncomfortable to rush to that Mm -hmm. 
Like, it can't be that. To rush to that when we're talking about a bunch of 17-year-olds, like, yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm not. not even that because I know they said one of them is sophomore. Right. So you probably like 15, 16. Right. So I'm not, I'm not necessarily inclined to advocate for incarceration of youth, um, especially especially like during school activities where it can be handled differently. I'm also not a big supporter of suspensions because, yeah, I mean, going kind of get into another podcast, another radio show. Uh, it, it, it has very little uh, rehabilitation effect. Like it is, is, is not, it, yeah, it really doesn't do too much. Like just suspending somebody from school and telling them to go somewhere else. Um, where they're going to have more time on their hands to like do more dumb stuff because they did something dumb at school. Like it, it makes no logical sense, and it, like the studies have shown, it's just really not that productive. So I'm not necessarily inclined to advocate for suspension as well. But we we got to find like some medium, like we got to find somewhere in the middle where the kids cannot be incarcerated. It's not that extreme, but it's not a little punishment either. Mm-hmm. Like it. I, I don't know what's appropriate. Um, I'm not, I'm, I mean, I'm not the, I was going to call a commissioner. Is, is it a commissioner <laughs> of, of, of whatever league they're in? I, I, guess, I, I guess it's probably some type I of, I guess. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a principal. On a higher scale of an athletic director or something. Right. So I'm not the whole league, I'm guessing in their high school. Right. Division. So I'm not their principal, professor, their teacher, their coach, their athletic director, or, or anything of that notion, but I'm pretty sure like there is some median that we could find where we don't treat these kids like they're adults because like that's that they're, they're talking about being fine um, being fine, wow yeah, now I'm bringing it to Virginia Tech they're talking about um, being uh, uh, charged as an adult and it's like that like stuff like that it 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 really bothers me it really and i was reading some stories this weekend as well about another kid down in north carolina um where i went to college um for undergrad uh there's a what was it true a 17 to 16 year old that was sexting like sending each other news and now and they and one the the girl settled out of court for a year probation and the guy is facing up to 10 years in, in jail at the most. Yeah, I, I didn't, I don't, so his sentence, um, his incarceration sentence doesn't stick with me. I know that the girl did, so, uh, the girl did take the plea deal. Uh, the boy, the young man, I believe who was 17 at this moment, he is, I know, I know he's facing a lifetime, he has to register as for a as a sex offender and that's, you know, that's a lifetime deal for like a consensual and that's, like so I, it, it really makes me it really bothers me it makes me upset when we talk about charging kids as adults and realizing how it's going to affect the rest of their lives because i don't think they stop and think about that because these type of incidents yes it, they are situations that need to be handled but they need to be handled with care because these type of situations if you you know do these type of things that they're trying to put them in jail and all this other stuff, that's going to lead them on a path that's not always going to be right. Now, you're all going to have those kids that's going to take heed to them, like, yes, I messed up, fix it. But, I mean, I guess I'm speaking just because when I was in high school, I played soccer, Mm -hmm. and I had a teammate who got into a really, really big, it was like a huge fight. It was crazy. I was right there in the field, and I was like, what is going on? And she... 
she played basketball. We played soccer in the, in the off season to stay in shape. She knocked one little girl's tooth out, like completely out. She had to get um, emergency surgery, and another little girl she she knocked out too. So it was, and she's like she's like five eleven. She's huge, and these girls are small, but they were coming at her. I don't know exactly what was said, but that one incident ruined a lot of stuff that she could have possibly done with the rest of her life. You as playing far- with Zena? <laughs> I mean, she played basketball. I'm saying so. Like, it ruined a lot of her possibilities for everything else. She was getting D1 looks from a lot of schools. And after that incident happened, all of that went away. She was suspended from school. She was suspended from the team. We had to go to numerous, um, for lack of a better word, were trials with the school board, figuring out, like, it was crazy. And, you know, it's a great thing that she's still doing great nowadays. Now, of course, she didn't reach her potential in my mm-hmm. in my eyes, all from something that happened in a school situated place. Just, just I just think they need to stop and handle. Think about how it affects them for the rest of their lives, because I don't think they do that. They just think about the now and the story and everything like that, which is crazy. Yeah, and. Um I definitely so like that's that's definitely the issue and again we don't want to be at a at a point in our lives where we start condemning these kids for the things that they do and acting as if right i mean look as as reprehensible as it is like yes we should condemn them yes there should be some type of severe punishment but jail um I'm, i'm not as quick to incarcerate people as many people are especially knowing what we know about the incarceration rates of this country and how those people like are rarely um rehabilitated and sent off like to like fully functioning normal lives so that being said that concludes this hour um that that concludes my mind on sports i look forward to next week we get to talk about real football oh i thought you was talk about Baby, no, 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 not here. Uh, Okay, like shit. Let's let's break open that conversation. (laughs) The season starts this weekend. The season starts this weekend. Look, we are coming off of the 2015 inaugural season of NCAA football, and we are approaching the 2015 inaugural season of National Football League. So we will have a lot to talk about. And we didn't even, like, yo, it was a phenomenal game. Last, It wasn't a phenomenal game. But Ohio State put on a performance last night, and we haven't even discussed that. So, look, next week we plan a huge show for you guys. We hope to have a full house next week. Um, though I enjoy doing this show with a lovely co-host, yes. Tavia. I know yes. we should tell them just not come back. I'm going to call Oh, yeah. Them. Yeah. Like, you yeah. Can. <laughs> we, can, we, keep this, we can keep this right here. We can talk about uh, whatever the hell we, we want to talk about. Uh, yo, I have it. Scarface dropped the album over the weekend, and I'm like, yo, this, this, needs, this right here needs to be discussed. But nevertheless, we will see you guys next week. Holla.